Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. Gabe, when was the last time you've seen your your coffee joke video? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to keep you close to the mic, Gabe. Yeah, Gabe, we're going to need to, we need you to be bet. Like here? Yes. Yeah, right around there. Is that perfect? Absolutely. That's exactly where we would need you, dude. And if you're not there, that's when we get concerned. Like, we have a, we have kind of like a Starbucks thing at my school, you know, like, um, and so I, you know, I like go up to the person, I think her name's Caroline, and I say, hey, uh, so, like, can you guys make a pumpkin spice hot chocolate? This is in October, you know, <laughs> pumpkin spice is huge, and, you know, like, they're like, yeah, we can make, we can make that, and I'm like, alright, cool, but, like, can you, like, change my name, like, maybe say Brittany, and I'll, like, <laughs> I'll just pretend I'm getting it for, like, my girlfriend, because I don't want people knowing, like, I'm getting a pumpkin spice, <laughs> or, like, or, like, say, like, coffee black for Gabe or something like that. And, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. And so I'm, I go and I sit by the nice fireplace and I'm waiting for my pumpkin spice hot chocolate. We've all been there, you know, just waiting for our girly drink. And for, we, just, we just sit like this. <laughs> and then... And then fucking Daryl. Fuck. I hate that man for the rest of my life. Daryl goes, pumpkin spice hot chocolate for Gabe. And I'm just sitting there like. And I lean to the guy next to me and I'm like, are you Gabe? And then Some girl said, they just say pumpkin spice hot chocolate. And I'm like, I've been waiting a while. I'll just, just take this one, whatever. So I take it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot has changed since then. Uh, I'd just like to state that that video was falsified. And I don't know how you guys did it, but well done. What do you mean, dude? That, that, that was not me. It doesn't look like you. Uh, yeah, it's not me. I don't. I think Daryl had you pinpointed. He had you between some crossfire. It might have been me. <laughs> it might have happened in so many words. The The thing that shocks me is that that's a real story, right? That, that, that happened? That is a real story, yeah. That blows my mind. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, you, you're just a pumpkin spice guy, and I'm glad we have you on now in right. the month, in the, in the correct month. I hope that I'm a little bit more articulate than I was that night. Mm. So mm. Let's, let's get started on a good foot here. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, welcome, my good friend, my longtime good friend. Pumpkin Spice Gabe. Pumpkin Spice Gabe. How you doing, brother? I'm happy to be here. Um, I think I'd be... 
remiss if I didn't mention that Declan and I are fantasy football partners, and our team is five and one. Five and one, right? So this this is the we're let's going just into get week that seven. out of the way. Yeah, now. no, absolutely. We're we've been co-owners of a teams for what seven years now. Seven mm-hmm. seven years, and we've never won the championship. We came in second last year. We came in second last year, and we're first place right now. So I know in our league, Andrew, I'm like bottom feeder, don't have a running back, not that good, but just we on the other side. Other. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a good solo owner, put it that way. Me neither. Are you really not? Not, not yeah. as well. I don't do as well as I do with you. Okay. That's good. I do average. Would you best. say, uh, would you say you guys complete each other? Or would you say you guys are, are are pretty whole separately and you just so happen to be good partners? I think that absolutely we complete each other. I think mm. that's an excellent way to put it. Mm. Yeah, I would say. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is, it is pretty beautiful. I would also add that, you know, I think we are pretty good, you know, standalone humans as, as well. Absolutely. But. I, I'd like to think so. Yeah, but when we come together it's we've been known to cause a ruckus you could say a time or two yes there's a full uh, uh festival be- between be- behind you guys gaby days uh correct gaby <laughs> days are actually they commenced this morning at around eight thirty a.m when i got into minnesota and well they commenced at 4 a.m i believe because I... the wake up the wake up is the is part of the journey well I'm going to stick with 8 a.m., 8.30. That's when I got in. So okay, okay. The wake-up, I don't want to start with the wake-up. The wake-up was tough, and the plane ride was a little bit tough. And so Were you sitting in the let's middle? just start with the positive. <laughs> All right, that's when, fair. When you're sitting in a plane. Um, Cause you're, you're a fairly you're, tall guy. Yeah, you got length. I did get an exit row, and I was oh. B-54 for Southwest Airlines. And I didn't think I'd get an exit row, but I was – sandwiched between two people but see my move is to get the exit row because you have more leg room but then you also have more room to put the tray table down and then i just put my head on the tray table and try to sleep that way like full lean over do you put your forehead on there or you put oh your yeah ear? I, well i put my arms down first and then I put my head on my arms. Mm, I was picturing you with your arms below the tray table. Oh. And you just got your forehead on the tray. I might try that on the way home. Yeah. We'll see if I can get that exit row again. Mm. But it doesn't work if the tray table is too close to me. Mm. Right, because you have length and your back is too long. You would just kind of like you'd curl. Precisely. Versus, versus f- be a, like a flat parallel to the ground. Wow. Couldn't have said it better myself. God, I'm picturing it all. I'm picturing you very cozy. Well, let's slow down there, partner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right on. What do you think of the dragon fruit bolo? Are these as I'm good as very this? pleased. Yeah? Yeah. Can you guys hear me drink it on? Um, I don't know if we can hear him drink it on the on the actual audio what the okay. listeners listen to, but our headphones pretty much pick every uh, pick up okay. everything. So, okay. we got that going for us, Sweet. which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mhm. I'm going to ask you to bring the mic a little closer to you. I'm going to bring the mic to you. To, to you. Like right here. I'll bring the glass to you. Don't pour over me. I'll bring the glass to you. Right. Right. The uh, So I guess we probably should 
educate our listeners on who's sitting across from us right now. Okay. I I guess we kind of did already. Gabe's my good friend from high school. Fantasy owners. Fantasy owners. He comes out to visit Minnesota once a year, typically. When he does, uh, the whole town, I mean, really gathers together, arm in arm. Banners and all. I mean, it's like the, it's kind of a kumbaya session um, amongst the people that are aware. I wouldn't go kumbaya. I would go Gaby Days. Well, well, yes. Mm-hmm. The title is Gaby Days, and it it just brings the people together. It's very it's very fun. It's rejoiceful. Yeah, but yeah, I I would much say much rejoicing. Yeah, definitely much rejoicing. And uh, I mean, last year we had a hiatus. I did not make it out last year. That's correct. Yeah, and I don't know if that's my fault or your fault. Or maybe I guess we maybe have some co-ownership in that, and that's all right. I'd have to look at the the receipts and see where offers were made and where offers were declined. Mm-hmm. Um, Go back to the taxes. Yeah, tax season. But we'll just take mutual ownership of it yeah. as of now, and then we can we can take that offline and figure out whose fault it was last year. <laughs> yeah, I would mu- that's definitely an offline conversation that I'd like to have because. Um, I, w- I don't want to fight with you on your own podcast. Yeah. Well, Andrew but I'm I, pretty sure it was my fault. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We do fight a lot on this podcast, but it wasn't until recently that Andrew and I um, finally agreed on something, and we realized that we uh, we we acted in solidarity together. Are you aware of what solidarity means? Uh, y- you could refresh me. It means, uh, dude, I honestly don't remember. It's like when you agree on a feeling, go ahead. a feeling, you have agreement the, towards yeah, a feeling. I'll look it up again. I need to, we dedicate a whole episode title to it. Well, we were like, what's the difference between solitude and solidarity? Right. And, so, and solitude is being lonely. Yes. And solidarity is having a shared emotion. An agreed a unity upon. or agreement of feeling or action, especially amongst individual with common interest. So we agreed that we operate in solidarity together, trying to build back pocket, essentially, is what it really comes down to. Does that make sense? That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. well put. Thank you. And uh, another thing that the listeners should note, you know, Gaby Days are kind of an o- its own standoff event in itself. But in addition, you have um, made your quick remarks on this podcast Subtly, and I would even say scarcely when you look at the the grand scheme of what we've put out in the past two and a half years. But when you've come on, it's been absolutely absolute electricity. Do you remember the times you've been on? I I remember one time I was at a hockey game for like a ninth grader or something. We won't get into it. And you guys called me. And asked me to speak on Andrew Lorch's LinkedIn picture. Austin Lorch. Austin Lorch. <laughs> you called I'm him a, Andrew Lorch on the yeah. podcast, too. <laughs> that time. Yeah. Whoopsie. Sorry, Lorch. <laughs> that cat doesn't get enough respect on this podcast, I don't think. He, his respect is coming. He has to earn it. Yeah. I don't think, still, I don't think I've seen him in like three years, though, in fairness. That's mm-hmm. fair. We haven't and really seen him much either. He's only ever referred to as Lorch. So. Correct. Mm-hmm. I believe you had a quote there that he had a photo of him in a suit and tie wearing a Columbia blue tie. And I believe your quote was, he looks like Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. but at North Carolina, UNC. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
there's a little bit of hyper realism in Larch's photo as well, which that is stuck high def, yeah, to this day. Do you remember that? You said it looks like a hyper realistic photo. I said that. Yeah. Do you you don't remember this? Um, it rings a bell. I, I can't confirm nor deny. Said on that, the record, <laughs> you said that too. You said that too. Yep. About what? That exact term you said. You, I think you said something along the lines of, you, uh, you get, you said that he, it might be a hyper realistic photo, but you cannot confirm nor deny. You literally said that. <laughs> we'll play the clip it, back. And yeah, like, wait. I gotta find we'll it. We'll just insert it right here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we'll insert it. It's okay. funny. Let's go ahead and start and start with his good friend Gabe Fighting from Colorado. Gabe, it's the guys from the back pocket, man. Uh, I I've heard you uh, heard about Lorch's picture on Facebook. I'm sure you saw it. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take your comments on it, man. What do you got for us? Well, decal and the guys from back pocket, the listeners of back pocket know it's no secret how I feel about Austin Lorch. That man has a heart of gold. And I would do anything for him. Everyone knows that. However, that picture shocks me. How it looks so? rather like... I do have a clarifying question. What is, is that? Is this picture a hyper-realistic painting? <laughs> or did Lorch put a paint filter on the photo? Because it doesn't look authentic. It doesn't look like him, does it? We think it's a man, you know a wax mannequin. I, I actually, I, I kid you not, with the powder blue tie, it almost looks like Christian McCaffrey transferred to the University of North Carolina to be a Tar Heel, <laughs> and that's his team. And that's then, his team picture. And then gelled his hair, and put a little highlights in there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice the highlights? Frosted tips. I'm. I'm still uh, I'm still focused on the fact that it looks like a painting. Can we confirm or... You know, we can't confirm that? or deny on that, but uh, we know that Larch is a sly guy in that regard. There's, there's absolutely nothing bad I can say about that, man. He'd run through a wall for me, I know that much. That's absolutely correct, man. You would for everybody and all our listeners. Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate it. Have hey. You- Thanks for having me on. Take care. Good luck with the rest of the show. Wow, that, that was a good segment from uh, our good friend Gabe. You know, we, it really means a lot when he talks yeah. about Austin like that. He said and, it. And so, was this a was this a successful podcast for you guys? Did it gain a lot of traction? Were their listeners going crazy, or were they? Well, it definitely created a um, a cult following behind your personality. I. Well, every time I've come out since then, everyone will come up to me, all of your St. Thomas buddies, and they'll say, Decky, how are we? Because that's how I started my invitation, and people really emphasize a deep voice when they, a deep, slow voice, and they'll really emphasize that, and so every time I've come out, people come up to me and say, Decky, how are we? great (laughs) 
I'm in Minnesota. Couldn't be happier. So is that a form, and you can confirm or deny on this one, uh, is that a form of bullying? Or do you feel bullied? No. No. You feel no. Kind of, Yeah. You can't bully me. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Do no. you get mad when people, like, mimic your voice back to you every time they see you? No. Not at all. I, I like it. You like the uniqueness of your I, – because I personally like the uniqueness of your voice. Yeah. I, I remember in high school, almost in every single class I had – Whenever I would, you know, raise my hand, I was a pretty good student and I'd answer questions in class and I'd say the answer and teachers would literally say the exact same thing I said using my voice. We went to an all guys high school and so there's a little bit of a little bit more razzmatazz I feel like in the classroom and uh, the teachers weren't afraid to give me a little prodding because of my deep voice. And I think I think it created an okay atmosphere. I I enjoyed the uh, the special attention. Yeah. I think it was yeah, absolutely <laughs> it boosted up the morale a little bit. Right, it got the it got the party going. It yeah, it loosened things up. At what age did you get your deep voice? And like, did you realize it when you like woke up one day? <laughs> so I I've never really like I don't I don't feel like I have a perspective on my voice being deep. But some of my earliest memories, like four and five years old, were people like, his voice is so deep for a four-year-old. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know what a deep voice even means. Right, because it's your like, voice. Like, I feel like the lady who used to cut my hair, she would always say it. One of my dad's dear family friends, I think, would say it. So, it's just one of my earliest memories. <laughs> one of my fondest, too. I don't... I don't have a lot of good memories. <laughs> That's I'll, not true. I'll throw one uh, your way. Um, the first time I saw you, or not saw you, the first time like we, I think this was like a pinnacle moment in us actually confirming that we were going to be friends. You guys looked at each other and were like, did we just become best friends? I would say something along those lines, yeah. Mm, it was the stepbrother moment almost. Almost, yeah. And it the, the situation in the environment really had nothing to do with Gabe and I, but... This was at the end of freshman year. and Of high school. Of, yeah, of high school. Regis was in the state championship for baseball, and we had gone to the game. And I don't know if I went with Gabe, but I ended up going, and I was, and Gabe was also there. And after, uh, we were with this other kid, and Gabe and I went back to his place with this other kid. And Sam. Sam. <laughs> and we started... I think we like went to the park or something and we're just like screwing around like freshman freshman high schoolers would and all of a sudden Sam just starts <laughs> throwing up projectile vomiting everywhere around this park because I think we were like doing something like on the merry-go-round or something like I don't remember what caused it. Dude I'm pretty sure it was unprovoked. That's yeah. the way I remember it. That's what I remember too. Like you might have had like nowhere. too many hot dogs at the game. I don't know. That was awesome. Yeah, but I just remember that moment for some reason of, like, we're enduring this together. Sam's barfing everywhere. We're going to have to ride or die at this point. I think that Fine Art fine art won. Fine Art won with uh, Antonio Mays. Yeah. And then uh, who was... Uh, can I say his name on the podcast? Yeah, or... we can bleep it if we have to. Drew Craigle. <laughs> Who's Drew? So, 
Drew, this is a hard one to explain. Yeah. How, where do we start with this I don't think the one? listeners will, the marketing interns will uh, really take hold of Drew Craigle the way that we would. So is this fine arts in uh, freshman year? This would be sophomore, sophomore, year. sophomore year. And are you doing uh, like pottery or are you doing you in music? What kind of fine art are you in? So we were uh, painting. Mm, past, pastels? A little Watercolors? A little bit of everything. Mm. Um, I think we did self-portraits at one point. We did I remember. Crayola? Now I'm mixing up grade school and high school art projects. I know we did self-portraits. We had sketch journals. Yep. And people would be like trying to copy sketch journals i'm like how are you gonna copy that like i don't know yeah well it was because it was kind of a big workload like you had to have 20 sketches it was like you picked a still frame thing and you drew like shadows on it or something and you had to do that 20 times so kids would like not like (laughs) you what they realized like 30 minutes before class and their homework was due and they didn't have anything to actually show is like again like Gabe was saying they would like scribble down like other people's Art, yeah, but just, it just doesn't work like that no yeah you can't just really quickly copy someone else's piece you know and yeah for some reason all of the freshmen and sophomores at our high school did think it worked that way to where you can just scribble away and magic will happen and let her be exactly yeah not me and deck though we stayed on top of we it. stayed on top of it yeah i actually have a a piece of art from that class still. Tyron Matthew. The Tyron Matthew yeah. walking on the LSU field. That was when he was uh, at LSU. That was the year we lost to Bama and when we had to rematch them in the championship. Mm. We beat we beat Georgia in the championship game. The SEC championship game. Yeah. You remember that one? Oh, where yeah, he, Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray, and then know. he had that crazy punt return where he like just ran around everybody like four times. Oh, Tyron Matthew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was crazy. I do. But – uh. <laughs> Drew Craigle. I know we're not <laughs> we got to touch back on that. He It's a he, deep dive. It is kind of a deep dive. I don't even really know how to describe the kid. He's just, just like, like a Theo Vaughn moment where like you bring back like your old friend yeah, and everyone's you know, kind of just like what the Right, and he just like yeah, you know Drew Craigle. Yeah. He he His was parents a, were cops. I knew that. He was a senior. Yep. When we were sophomores. Yeah. And he is in fine art 1 with us and he's the only senior and he chooses Declan and I to be his table mate essentially and Declan and I like pretty innocent kids and Drew Craigle basically had an interesting past we'll call it and Declan and I would just listen to his stories every monday wednesday friday in art class and then we'd go and talk about it like dude craigle's crazy (laughs) (laughs) craigle had a tattoo of the word craigle on his collarbone and he also had a drug reference tattooed on his thigh do you remember that i totally forgot about all of this I forgot about yeah. Craigle on his collarbone. Yeah. Remember when we asked him, we're like, hey, did, did, why did that you hurt? Do that? Yeah, why did you do that? <laughs> I don't think he gave us a definitive answer. No, it was kind of like, well, what, like, what else would I want? The time, is, like, the time is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It was a little bit of a culture shock for us. Did he kind of, so you mentioned one. you guys were innocent at the time. Did he? Uh, Still innocent. To, mm, for any of 
to any of the listeners. Yeah, listeners, but I'd beg, I'd beg to differ because I think Craigle had a little influence that sophomore year. I think tides were turning. You were growing out of your innocent ways. You were shifting into a a, a, a far a fairly more uh, rambunctious uh, duo. Yeah, I think things. I don't think. Were you guys slipping? Did Craigle make you so. slip? No, it w- I, it probably wasn't that, but it was definitely like the seed was probably planted at that point. Like and what again, if? Yeah, what if? Could I, I? I don't know. Like, you know, there there's mischief that everyone gets into, and then there's mischief that this particular Craigle would get into. And I don't think any of that rubbed off on either of us. <laughs> we Yeah, we weren't as rambunctious as we, like, make ourselves out to be now, I would say. Yeah. We don't get into much. Yeah. But it is interesting, like, um... I'm trying to think. Uh, it's interesting. What I'm like realizing now is I got two of my best friends in the room right now. Thank you. This is kind of cool, <laughs> Thanks, bro. This is kind of cool. Like, there's a this is this is a dynamic I don't normally get to have. Yeah, like I have four shared experiences with Gabe. Four total. Four total. What are your shared? I well, don't want- just like like exp- like not uh, like uh, specific memories, but times that I, we've interacted over the years, like four years. Once a year. Right. The one that comes to mind was the last time Gabe was here. And Gabe was in an Uber with you and Gameo. Oh, yeah. And we lived at 381 Cleveland North. And the address took him to 381 Cleveland South. And you guys fell asleep. And I didn't in the Uber. <laughs> and do you remember this? It's coming back to me now. I forgot. And... <laughs> The guy is like dropping us off and I wake you up and I don't have any idea where Declan I'm is. I'm in the dry, in the passenger seat, right? Up front? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wake you up and I'm like, we're at the wrong place. I think we got into the wrong Uber. I don't think we went to 381 South. South. I think we got into the wrong Uber. And yeah, it was. I remember it that. It took like 40 minutes to like revert and the whole trip yeah yeah that is priceless dude that is the one time i just remember you two together which is so funny the first time i met andrew um or the first i guess the first fond memory that i have was freshman year in college at st thomas and it was halloween night and me andrew i think lorch greg and uh alante alante yeah (laughs) this this guy looks like terrio (laughs) He uh, and he's doing sales in Green Bay now, which not a lot of people know that. But we went. Oh, look him up. Yeah, look him up, and he's got a heavy LinkedIn following. Okay. And uh, what happened? He uh, we were like dunking on people. We were like a dunk squad. It was insane, and I think that was the first time we that I had a, like an association with you. That was freshman year. That's what I remember at least. That's correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that one, and then I also have a memory of uh, uh, Kurt's cabin, uh, Cabin Palooza. Cabin the oh, Cabin Palooza. Yep. Okay, or the February. Okay. Or the February. Were you there for that one? No, the first one I missed. That was with Mark. Never mind. I was there the second one. Um, yeah, that's when I uh, Cabin Palooza. That's dude. when I really got a full dosage of Decky uh, party thrower, and. For all the listeners, they know him very well, and I, I sh- I'm sure you know this about him as as well too, Gabe. How Decky throws, and he loves to throw events, and he loves to throw them um, 
with other people's kind of property. <laughs> so one of the one of the ways we used to describe Declan in high school is that um, I think the best way to describe it is Declan's catchphrase was always, I don't see what the big deal is, followed shortly by, oh, because I feel like he would always be like, oh, yeah, we can just do X, Y, and Z. And we'd be like, no, we can't because blah, blah, blah. Be like, great point. <laughs> So, I think that definitely took on when we were getting people together, and he'd have these big ideas, and we'd be like, pump the brakes, because... ABC. ABC. XYZ. Now you know. My ABCs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much what happened. It, so are it we, still happens today. You think so? Or are oh, we... Oh, come on, No. No, I I believe I believe, but almost what I'm thinking now is but like I will say I think that his big ideas have stayed the course. Yeah, and now he has had more accessibility to do them, which I think is awesome. So okay, that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. I was gonna say like they were they were pumping the brakes on me because they were just flat out bad ideas, and they knew that they were bad ideas. They were bad ideas at the time, but they were big ideas. Good point. But now... And these these ideas could still be looked at as bad. Right. However, they're still big and... Still bad. <laughs> no? Yeah. Still bad, still, still bad, still big. And now you have someone that just just buys into some of them. Like, I'll X right, a right. handful, and then I'll buy into one, and I'm like, all right, I can see myself helping out in this situation. Yeah, no, well, that's you got You got a guy, been. you have a partner now that's just like, all right, I, you can work that off of. Versus you had a crew of people that were probably like, I don't even want to try to rail them in and make this happen. Yeah, that, and that was definitely part of it. And you and you that you at least give me the time of day to at least hear it through. You're like, okay, I think this might work. Like, this has wheels. Yeah, we'll take a little bit of that and this, and then we can do that. Yeah, and back to your point with Cabin Palooza, that was just me saying, I, hey, I think we can make this work. Kurt, and of all people, if you guys know Kurt Road, I mean, this guy. We've talked about him. Yeah, the ultimate chiller is what we've referred to Kurt as. And look, we Anything I had the goes. idea. Yeah, talk about, like, just letting me pursue the big idea and not have any sort of feedback or just boundary boundary that would be what kurt road as a as a partner in this cabin palooza event was and for all those listeners that don't know what cabin palooza is um freshman year second semester kurt's cabin decky reeled in i had a lot of people to kurt's cabin and just called it cabin palooza and, and decky was in charge of the guest list and from a bystander who got the invite and was an initial arrival i was there in the first party so i was like the first 10 people there and i would just watch the in, nice. the influx happen over time you've got to you've got to i just sat there on the couch and i was like there are more and more people coming it was almost project x-esque so that was during it was a hot oh, project wow. project x time yeah I feel like that movie i would just, just like get going it had no. just it had wheels no because i remember in high school when every other weekend someone would be throwing a Project X party. And I feel like that was like sophomore year of high school. Yeah, it might have been. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do kind of We can talk offline about it. Yeah. And specific people that may have 
may or may not have may or may not parties. have made mm-hmm. Facebook events and things of of, of the that nature. Matter, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, that that definitely happened. So that movie I'm, had a strong. I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm just saying that your timeline is way off base. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it, it had foundation. It had the foundation of Project X had been laid, and it was still reeling in Decky's head two, three years later. Okay. I'll, I'll agree to that. We'll play on that. (laughs) That movie had a lot of influence on our generation. I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. We we like. I I don't think I ever saw it. I never saw it either. But I knew knew, exactly what it meant. You knew what it meant. Yeah, and you wanted. Mm, Maybe I saw it. I don't know. Doesn't really. It's. We'll move forward with the podcast. No, no. Let's uh, do. I think we might need to stay here. Yes. Come back to this one. Talk about. No, we're here now. Trains leaving. We got. We got less than a minute to to unpack if Have you, you seen did it or not. not. Come on, I can neither conform. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. All right, dude. I don't know what it is, but like <laughs> your you, your mannerisms just crack me up, dude. <laughs> like I can't stop laughing. Anytime that you do anything, almost is is what it really comes down to. I think it's just a constant game of uh, <laughs> of you trying to make him laugh and of him trying chicken, to make you yeah. laugh. Yeah. It's just chicken. It's just chicken. It's just back and forth. I find myself when I'm with Declan, I find myself saying things that I didn't even know were possible things to say, and we'll both just play off of it and. There was an instance when we were riding bikes earlier today, and I was like, how did we just banter about something for so long? I apologize to the listeners, because I can't think of what it was at this time, but we definitely... <laughs> I know what it was. Um, what was it? Just a, and it? And it still requires a little bit of context, but I have like an obs- a weird obsession with Gabe's father, Dr. Dan. There's a weird connection here. And he's the dentist. No, his dad is my was physician. My, was dare my, you physician? <laughs> no, he's my uh, like my uh, doctor. pediatrician. Pediatrician. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, he was, he took care of me from the time I was in like fourth grade made till you cough. till now. Yeah, he made me cough. Oh, no, um, <laughs> all kinds of different things. But he's he's just always been he's always been there for me before I even knew Gabe actually. Because when I moved into town, I was in like fourth grade. I didn't even meet until I was freshman year, freshman year so like five or six later years later but what we were talking about was i was asking if your dad's gonna retire soon knowing that he's you know coming of age and you said no he's you know he's he's expanding. <laughs> this is not what i was thinking this about is not it at all <laughs> cancel it <laughs> cancel it gabe's I, I feel like i could banter with other people about that yeah i think it was something banter. yeah i feel like this podcast so far has been reliving our friendship and i just kind of feel like it's like people are gonna be like okay (laughs) they don't get it i don't know that they're gonna get it i feel like they're a part of something right now they're part of something special they feel are you feeling it i'm feeling it okay i'm learning let's continue i can totally understand (laughs) why you guys grew connected why we vibe vibed towards each other your gyration collided that is a great way to put it i love that mm. good well, stuff andy well done well done uh my mom so my mom speaking of gyration 
my mom and my sisters even have said that like whoever I spend the most time with, they say I assimilate the way I talk to how that's absolutely true about you. Yeah. Like they, my Darby, she, when I was in Portland the other week was like, you don't sound the same anymore now that you don't hang out with Gabe as much. (laughs) (laughs) She said, like she was saying how I would. She was, she basically said, you're not my brother anymore. (laughs) You need to, (laughs) you need to go back to your true friends. That's probably true. Not that you're not a true friend. We're tied. Yeah, that's fair. But, but uh, to the, to your point, I don't like my, I used to have, I would like, I guess, I don't know. I don't recognize this, but I would like inflect my voice deeper. (laughs) And that was something that would like piss my mom off for the longest time. (laughs) I just don't do that anymore. But they're like, they, Darby said that I sound like you now, Andrew. Really? Yeah. How weird is that? That's I, hilarious. I and it goes back to I'm just like a spineless guy. I just assimilate to other people around <laughs> me and just mm-hmm. to please You're conformist. Just to please others. So mm-hmm. I think the question that the listeners want to know is who would you rather assimilate to? Mm. That's a pickle. Let's, let's let's put a poll up. Let's, yeah, yeah, we might have to. <laughs> we need a, we need a full on debate. Yeah, we do. Um, which decky's better? Which one? Which oh, one would you rather have yeah. around? Decky Gaby or Decky Andy? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to say. You know, I think uh, for my mom's sake, she would prefer Decky Andy. Mm. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> she just didn't like when I would inflect my voice deeper because she thought I sounded worse. Which is no with Maureen. Yeah, you're gonna have to have to say something about that. Um, personally. I don't even notice it. I just think I'm my own person, and then people perceive me as such. I notice it, I feel like. Do you feel like you notice it? No. Really? Like a change? Well, because you've only seen one side of it. We were just talking about Declan using a particular catchphrase from Chris D'Elia, and I feel like I can pick up mannerisms when... Like, there was a time where Declan was using the word dude all the time in the same way that chris delia would does anyone remember that or is that just me no that's oh yeah that's yeah, fair that's, oh yeah so yeah like i feel i feel like you're a an adaptable you're impressionable yes because i remember last thing. year too i would start to do like my theo von voice oh yeah you get a twang in there you, you start going southern mode yeah mm-hmm. and that was last year and i don't really do i don't even know if i can pull that out this year which is kind of weird to think. Well, you don't listen to him as much. Exactly. I just listen to Chris D'Elia night and day, pretty much, which is weird. So maybe you got to start absorbing the right, the people that you, like if you want to be Chris D'Elia, and there's no harm and no wrong in doing that. Yeah. Then you just, you keep doing that. If you want to be uh, Jocko Willick, then you just, you go all in and you just start going ham at 4.30 in the morning. You just be very disciplined. Very disciplined. All around. Yeah. In terms of, like, stand-up comedy and the things you're doing with that, impressions can go a long way. So, I mean, I think I think that it suits uh, what you're interested in. Yeah. I Here's a sure. real question for you, Deck. <laughs> Do you know who you are? No. 
I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have no I ha- idea. I haven't a clue. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Because I don't. I don't know who I am. Would you consider yourself a... You know how the United States used to be called a... Uh, what is it, like a soup? What a was melting pot? A melting, would you consider a yourself <laughs> a melting pot? <laughs> a soup. A um, nice... The United States. Uh, soup. 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 Uh, and you were just like, oh, melting pot? Melting pot. He knew what I'm talking about. Uh, would Would you say that you are a melting pot of a bunch of personalities or a toss salad? Ooh. I would say melting pot because I blend them together. That's the that's the difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, I guess that was already implied. So, yeah, I would consider myself a melting pot of a lot of different things. Would And then that, that complement each other. Right. So is it fair for me to call myself who like just Declan as like the label on the pot of all the different things that are in it? Is that like that's acceptable? Declan. Declan, you are the combination of all of them. That's everyone yeah. to an extent. Right, but do I just take it to extremes? Well, you take it with like your inflection and your wordage, my verbiage. Yeah, yeah. yeah where I, where yeah. other people kind of have like habits and they take from other people, they they talk the same. <laughs> but you talk differently. <laughs> it's different people. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. That's adaptability, right there, baby. Or is it Big, assimilation? Um. Mm-hmm. Take it how take it however you want. So I'll, dealer's choice. Dealer's man. choice. Dealer's I'll, choice. I'll describe kind of how I have been a little assimilation when Gaber has arrived. I find myself already trying to you know pull the biggest words I know out of my my word bank and use them. I just want to Why use big that? words around you. Because, Why? Well, because you started with razzmatazz and Andrew countered with gyration. Wow. Hmm. I feel like razzmatazz is like a word for babies, though. <laughs> That's true. It's not a. It's it's a. I am one giant, giant baby. <laughs> I still use the word potty sometimes. Do you ever? That's ask, a baby word. That is a baby word. Um, you ever asked to go to the potty at work? I raise my hand the whole nine yards. I yeah. In your cubicle. Yep. Do you work in a cubicle? Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I don't. Okay. It's an o- open office workspace. Um, a lot of companies are doing it now. So, yeah, got it. That's assimilation. That is assimilation. Right. Where right. Where do you work? Usually, we start there uh, with our podcast. I work at a company called SEI Archway. You love it. I do love it. What does SEI Archway do? Uh, basically. M- my role in the company is to do accounting on um, basically high net worth families investment accounts. So I will do the accounting for uh, buys and sells of brokerage accounts to different securities. I'll put in dividend payments, interest payments, um, private equity distributions and capital calls and things like that. Um, it's it's a lot of numbers based and a lot of like debits and credits and a lot of accounting buzzwords. Um, yeah. Keep rolling through them. You keep pulling them. You've yeah. Been, you've already used like 12. Uh, I, you caught me off guard. I could have, I could have kept going and now mm. you're stumbling. I'm stumbling, rumbling, bumbling. 
the Rumbling, uh, bumbling, razzmatazz. <laughs> razzmatazz. So did I mean when you? Because you graduated in December of like 2018, is that right? Yeah. So, and then you got the job in January of 2019. Mm-hmm. So this yeah, is your I, first full like calendar year coming up here. Yeah, I've been I've been in the position nine months now, and uh, I I've really enjoyed it. I I've definitely uh, been able to kind of take on more responsibility as the further I get in the job and I'm still learning a lot. So yeah, it's, it's a great job. Another question with that. So you've basically lived in Colorado your whole life, right? Working in Colorado. Now, do you have any interest of moving out of the state? Uh, no, I mean, I, I lived in Portland for about a year. I went there for my freshman year of college and I really enjoyed it at the time. Um, and I still love Portland a lot. I haven't, I haven't really been back recently, but you know, I, I definitely love to see different areas of the country. Um, maybe not where everyone wants to go. Like I'm not really interested in Los Angeles and New York and all that stuff. Like it's cool to see. Yeah. But you know, coming to like Minnesota, I think is more up my alley and things like that. Um, but in terms of just being in Colorado, I've got, I'm the youngest of four, as you well know, and um, two of my siblings are there, and they both just had babies, and I love being around them, and then one of my siblings is in Omaha for uh, occupational therapy school, and he's trying to get back to Denver too, so it's just more of like being able to be around um, around the family and around my friends still it's you know I I don't really have an itch to go and try something new new you know yeah external yeah because that was kind of the leap that I made like right away mm-hmm. coming out to Minnesota and I really like it out here right but at the same time um, it gets it's one of those things where it's like I still feel like there's some exploring left to do mm-hmm. and I'm still kind of uncertain to the point of whether or not I want to even where I want to call like home base for me it's kind mm-hmm. of like home base just doesn't really make any like I just don't really know what that is yeah like, well, and, I'm 100% same way right like well, I don't know what know, that is we left our home base and we're in a temporary home base that we are planning more routes so like the longer you stay here the more that you want to stay here and that's kind of how I work. Like the the more that you, the longer you stay in a place, the more relationships you build, the more right, the more people you know, and the, that's more reason to stay. Because right. that's really yeah. why I'm staying here is because I love the people that I met at St. Thomas, and I just want to be around them more. Versus going back home, I'd be around my high school crowd again, which I love them too. But mm-hmm. I got just a cool tight knit group here, and that's like you. Did you go back to from Portland to school? In yeah, Colorado? I, went, I went to school in Boulder, and okay. um, yeah, I, most of my pretty much my entire friend group except Declan and another buddy JJ um oh, I know JJ yeah yeah JJ exactly. Kilgore yep I yeah, think how do you know uh, JJ Instagram dude oh yeah there you go oh there we go and he used to say that a ton everyone was JJ yes yeah he called we, everyone JJ yeah it was a snapchat thing that we'd take pictures of people just random people 
it could even be like a dog or something like that and we just put jj question mark so we live with a guy maddie c who still to this day will come up to me and be like jj <laughs> i had like we did that so consistently for over a year and i would just snap you and oh, yeah. everybody else like i had people yeah snapping we were putting back. it on our stories and everything oh. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's crazy right that's actually kind of insane that that's yeah. a thing that's hilarious and i know that yeah the I'm, fact I'm that you know in. like that's hilarious <laughs> it's, so... it's ingrained in my brain yeah no that's that's crazy i totally forgot about that it's hilarious classic and jj would not want any of that any of that assimilation speaking of assimilation <laughs> he's his own bird yeah so you're in you're in denver and you're living in something similar to this kind of neighborhood in 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 denver yeah, I live in what's called Wash Park, and um, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous area. Uh, it's kind of southeast Denver, and um, I'd highly recommend anyone who's looking to live in Denver to check it out. Young and booming. Young and booming, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we were sitting up here the other day looking at our map that's behind you, and we're like, okay, if we were to just like transport all the people and things that we have to the like different cities or places around the world or around the country denver was like pretty much top what two three uh, if not the, number one if not number one mm-hmm. i mean it's it, yeah it's, right there. I, uh, it's it's still like that's like that that's my back to my point of like it's god's country baby. it's god's country <laughs> baby well and what's what's tough about it is like that's my home base and like or that's what I considered my original home base, and I yeah, like going I mean, you, back and visiting you, and skiing. You moved around a little bit. You were born in California, lived in Portland for a little bit, right? Alabama, Alabama, yeah. Alabama yeah. Portland. Lived in um, the mountains for a couple of years, and lived in Denver for the majority. From yeah, fourth, or fourth or fifth grade on, pretty mm-hmm. much. So, yeah, moved around a little bit, but it's kind of tough. Like now, seeing like you know, I got, I guess, I got a taste of the Midwest now. I don't know, like, I don't really have any desire to go to the East Coast just because I kind of know what that's already all about. Talk about rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. That's the East Coast. Here's my thing about the East Coast, and this is, like, legitimately why I have just no interest in ever living there. If you're on the East Coast, Sunday football doesn't start until 1 p.m. The further west you go, you can wake up. When I was in Portland, I would wake up at like 9.30, football would be on at 10. It was awesome. And then you so get, you that's get my done, issue you, with you the East Coast. You get done at 6 and you're going to, you got yeah, to dinner. Yeah, game, game finishes up, Sunday night football ends at like 7.30 on the West Coast. And Colorado's mountain time, so it's a little bit... Pseudo, yeah. But... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Central's East, not bad. East Coast either. just messes up the NFL schedule, dude. Yeah, they they push Who wants it to later. stay up? And and that goes with NBA. I'm an NBA fan and all of that too, but who wants to stay up that late to watch sports? I do, but I don't want to wake up that early to go to work after watching sports. Hmm. Yeah. Who do you think actually watches the games that late when they're on on the East Coast? Do you think like our type of caliber fans in the sports world actually stay up late to watch like their favorite team in uh, the NBA or yeah nfl yeah but i think they take on a favorite team probably on the east coast that's playing on the east coast yeah good point Mm -hmm. like if 
if LSU was playing Alabama or something right. at 9.30 at night start time for you, I feel like you would watch it. Yeah, 100%. Pro- oh, 100%. Same with the Steelers. Yep. Same with anything, really. I'm curious from a, from a native Colorado in. Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Um, are you annoyed with the mass influx of people? No, I don't. I don't care about the people. I care about the traffic, and that's really it. So you don't mind I, the new people, but since Denver was, it's recently like renovated. Like that's not like a. It's like the the roads and stuff are very nice, but when they, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say the roads are like. They're newer. Nice. Like I like I twenty five and all that stuff is when within you the last thirty it, years, right? Yeah, within the last thirty years. When you compare, it, can you stop cracking? Just grab another drink, brother. <laughs> the uh, but when you compare like I twenty five and I seventy, all the different routes within Colorado, comparing to like Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities, my goodness, it's right. a night and day. Night and day. To your point, mm-hmm. and there was it was built in the way for expansion. But they've like times ten that expansion with the earliest legalization of weed and shit, light rails and, and, and yeah. light rails and all that stuff. So like they were ready to be expanded and they built for the preparation, but now it's just too many people. So you have to, you can't be like, if you're, you like new faces, but the new faces bring hardship and commute and uh, com- community. No, commuting, uh, commuting. Yeah, I mean, go. I mean, I I take the light rail to work every day um i i live three blocks from a light rail station and then i work two blocks from the light rail station where i get off so it really hasn't like recently it's been great like i and then you know anytime i get in an uber usually the first question is where are you from and maybe one percent of the time it's colorado um and that's that's not an exaggeration, you know. I one percent of the time it's from Colorado. Yeah, I I can't even think of a like oh. an instance where it's not. Right. Um, like we we do get so many people from out of the country, from out of the state, and you know I I have no problem. I'm I'm always interested in hearing about different parts of. Um, the country and all of that and different parts of the world and you know being able to kind of grasp that at a pretty basic level and learning about it so yeah i think i think it's great to have people from all over it's just traffic yeah i agree and it, it what's really cool and different about that dynamic is like so minnesota if you were to get in the same uber and and ask if they're from minnesota i would say typically well i that's probably not a good comparison, but what I'm getting at is that the people in Minnesota are from Minnesota. No, no, no. 90% of the Ubers you get in, they're from the state. They're still from the state? 100%. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. We can still I'm very that. confident in saying that almost every single time, if not every single time, they're you, from the state. They're from Minnesota. Yeah. So We are very much outsiders. We're outsiders in this, this whole is, thing. This is uh, a conversation about what things do you talk to uber drivers about do you guys always ask where they're from because that's always what i ask we ask rarely yeah well because we, i already because assume. you know we assume yeah see so that that's makes sense. 
that's the thing is that yeah i feel like when i ask which is always <laughs> no one's from colorado yeah well what's cool about colorado now that i'm kind of like maybe this isn't true but or maybe it is or maybe it is and that's what this this podcast is all about who cares who cares uh who's even listening the, <laughs> <laughs> like jj in, in J- 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 jj's in here um but if you think about it like Colorado, like people are all moving there because of Colorado. They want the weather. They want the city. They want the mountains. They 300 want 300 days of sunshine. 300 baby. days of sunshine. <laughs> you know, they want the X, Y, and Z things where like Minnesotans are staying because they love the lake life. They love this. They love that. And they have like this great community that they've built in this whole thing that they. Since everyone stayed, really they know recover. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's this interesting comfortability that comes from total opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. The the interesting thing about Colorado though is I feel like we get a lot of people from like Chicago and Los Angeles and the Bay Area. Um those are all expensive cities to live in and all places that Colorado natives want to move to. So I feel like that's kind of an interesting like twist where we're sending so many people to, you know, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Chicago, but they're sending so many people back uh, your way, back our way. So yeah, it's it's just an interesting place to be because there is so much um, variance from where people cross pollination. Yeah, Cro- exactly. <laughs> God, Andrew's on it, dude. I'm feeling it. Gabe has just pushed off these vibes. Yeah, right? I have unlocked, unleashed. A dude, new these vocabulary. are some great words. <laughs> Well, and, and another thing too, like, um, we were we were talking with the the first date expert, Katie Sir, about she. We asked her how she perceived us, and she said, "Oh, well, you're from St. Thomas, like you're in your cliques, and you have like it's very similar to high school, where you have like your tight knit group of friends and everything." And what's funny about like the friend group, or I guess the people that we hang out with the most, are all people that aren't even from Minnesota, but it gets back to the point of like people are very tight knit in Minnesota because everyone's from here Mm -hmm. and they just continue to assimilate. You've now lived through, you know, our high school career into CU and now you're kind of in the, you know, workforce life as a 20 something. Do you see a a similar mindset or assimilation with like, I'm hanging out with high school friends and, and just like college friends are keeping the same tight knit group of friends, or do you see like new people, new faces coming into your social life consistently? Um, I think that my situation is a little bit unique because I, uh, I really hang out with so many high school friends, but when I was in Portland, I was making new friends all the time. When I went to CU, I grew closer to even more high school friends. So I took, you know, some comfortability with those high school friends. And I actually live with, um, you know, two guys from our high school right now, as you know. Um, One of them I lived with at CU Boulder and uh, one of them went to Cal Poly. And we've, you know, we've moved in together and we're having a great time um and since I've lived with those guys we've 
pretty much doubled down on high school friends. Um, I think CU was, you know, a really big school and I, I wouldn't say that I like, I, I definitely like met people that I really enjoyed, but I, I never really like brought them into, uh, kind your, of into my circle, life. Into yeah. My, into my circle because in college I've, I just kind of felt like things were more temporary. Um, and a lot of people go their separate ways and I've felt very strongly rooted with some of those high school friends. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting vibe though, too, because that's a great point from like my perspective. Oh, yeah. like I was like purposely making deeper connections cause I had an intention to stay mm-hmm. in the twin cities afterwards Yeah, cause I knew it was cheaper than living in Chicago Right, and, th- and then like the Tommy network that the, everyone prides. It's like that's why the school like people go there because the Tommy network. It's eighty five percent of that Tommy network is in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are pockets of, of other places that you can t- tap into it. But if I wanted to get a job right away with a Tommy alumni, you go back in the Twin Cities. So like I was like, from the different perspective, I was making the deep connections at with friends and stuff because I was like, all right, I'm going to be living here after school. Let's right. really like get to know these people, and then they'll get to know me. Type right, thing. and I think. Like, I, I don't even think it's uh, comparable in terms of um, St. Thomas is a pretty tight-knit community as it is. Um, I think that being a smaller school definitely generates that. And being a bigger school like CU, I think there's not as much uh, kind of like there's ownership not, yeah. of the way you I, I don't want to I don't want to say like the way you treat people because most experiences at CU were positive and stuff like that but I think there was a lot more superficialness at CU than I've experienced having come to St. Thomas I mean I I came every year of college except senior year and you know everyone pretty much took me in like I would say that I've got better connections with some of your friends than a lot of the people that I went to see you with because it's just like a culture, you know, see you doesn't being such a big school. There's not, like I said, ownership of for appreciation, maybe. Yeah. Of those tighter knit communities. So there's a common theme in this podcast right now, you know, the toss salad versus the melting pot. (laughs) Please dive in on this. You will. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Gabe, but it sounded like, Boulder had a little bit more of a toss salad where people were in there, they were together, they were part of the bowl, and they realized they needed to, you know, try to, you know, make some flavors taste well together. Yeah, be a Caesar. Be a Caesar. Or be a house. Yeah. <laughs> or, be a Greek. Yeah, you could pick and choose whatever you want. And then, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. And then you got your melting pot um, on the other spectrum, end of the spectrum, where they want, like, that was, you got in there and you're just already part of the culture. You're mixed in. Everyone's the same. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, know. because, like, we were you and I both were forced to kind of make friends right away when we showed up and knowing no one, knowing absolutely no one. Right. And like we threw ourselves in that situation and we, our only connection was you play football. Yeah. I play football. Yeah. Right. And then you work with that and you, you build something from that versus everyone else there was like, Oh, you knew this person. You went to Prairie. I went to, you played against this person. Oh, I was your rival. Yeah. Perfect. Right. And, it's it's cool because like that's kind of the the group we've built is off of just like kind of on a lark 
uh, right at the beginning and it's grew, grown into like relationships and I look at like your best friends or Mark's best friends or anybody else's like best friends from high school as just like one of us which is I feel like what a lot of people look at Gabe as and like granted I do a lot of legwork on my end <laughs> to like overemphasize and hype up that my buddy Gabe's coming into town and like everybody get your shit ready because yeah, this I, is going to be fun. I know that um, there have been times where you'll play a song that my dad wrote, a Catholic church song, to people in Minnesota that have never even met me. And then they'll come around and be like, hey, your dad wrote Seed Scattered and Sown. Be like, yeah, I'm Gabe. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Yo, that's so true. (laughs) It's on Spotify. Yeah, let's play it. All right. And then we'll get to the back pocket core questions. Well, this leads perfectly into the back pocket core questions because, Gabe, what is in your back pocket? I think what's in my back pocket (laughs) would have to be uh, my father. He uh, wrote Seed Scattered and Sown, and that is a pretty popular Catholic church song. And um, I've been riding off his coattails for all my life because of that. And... uh, he also worked with Mother Teresa in India. I've got a picture on my phone um, of him kneeling. Shown here. Yep. Actually, yep. Gabe, you can show it on your screen. We'll just put it on yours. Where would you like it to be in the in the shot? You can All look right. at the camera. All right. As you can see right here, <laughs> my dad standing next. Well, he's kneeling next to Mother Teresa, and uh, she's standing. My dad is six four. And Mother Teresa was a lot shorter than that. And so he's almost taller than her on his knees. Mm. I had another thing in my back pocket, but... Oh, I yeah, no, I'm doing this one. Uh, I'm very good at states and capitals. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. All right, dude. let's fire away. Oh, this is this good. This is fun. This is good let's fun. Play. Arkansas. Little Rock. All right, good start. Rhode Island. Providence. Ohio. Columbus. North Dakota. Uh, Bismarck. Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Ooh, God. That's good. Maine. Augusta. Wait, no. Albany. No, that's New York. Augusta. Final answer. We'll double check you on that one while Decky's doing that. West Virginia. Charleston. Mm, I do not know that one. So I have no idea if you're right or not. West Virginia, South Carolina. They both have Charleston. Well, South Carolina is Columbia, mm-hmm. but you think it's Charleston. It's just a better city. Yeah. I don't know. I've been to By the way, I guess that's right. Yeah. Had a boy. Um, ooh, uh, California. Sacramento. Ooh, that's an question. easy one. I could have got that one. My favorite one, Oregon. Salem. Mm-hmm. I always say salmon. <laughs> Montana. Helena. Oh, mm, did not know wow, that. I didn't know that one. New Mexico. Santa Fe. People think it's Albuquerque. I was going to say Albuquerque. Yep. 
Mini uh, Minnesota. St. <laughs> <Saint> Paul. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost laid him in. Missouri. Jefferson City. Really? I did not know that one. Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. Okay. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. I got one for you guys. Nevada. Albuquerque. <laughs> Come on. Bingo. Reno. Reno. See, I thought it was Reno. And then someone recently corrected me. I even told many people that it was Reno because people never fact check me on this. I told so many people it was Reno. It is Carson City, and I am distraught that I've led so many people astray on that one. Hilarious. Iowa. Uh Des Moines. Okay, easy. Uh Ooh, Idaho. Boise. Or Boise. Boise? Yeah. Boise? Max's girlfriend is from Boise and she says it's Boise. Boise. Okay. Hard S. Interesting. Maine? We already said that one. Yeah, we already did. Massachusetts. That uh Boston. Okay. Alright. Just had to curb check you there. Uh, what other states we got over there, Andy? We got to hit the East Coast. Connecticut. Hartford. Mm. Vermont. Montpelier. New Hampshire. Concord. Damn. North Carolina. Raleigh. South Carolina. Uh, Columbia. Columbus. Yeah, I did that one. No, oh, sorry. Georgia. Um, Atlanta. Mississippi. Jackson. Alabama. Florida. Alabama's Montgomery. Florida's Tallahassee. Mm. Ooh, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Yep. Alaska. Juneau. Hawaii. Uh, Honolulu. Mm. What island's it on? The big island? No. Oahu. Okay. Andrew goes to Hawaii a lot. I've Hawaii. only been once. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in Honolulu. Wow. Let's keep doing this. This is my is favorite there, thing. Is there more? Or, Illinois? Uh, Illinois. Illinois. Springfield. Yep. Shout out the Simpsons. Yeah, and if you That's had a fake right. ID in Illinois, you have to know that. Uh, I, I did. And none of us did, yeah. Uh, Go Gators. Yeah. Colorado. Did we say that one already? No. Denver. Denver. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. It's the <laughs> right Tennessee. one. Tennessee. Nashville. Okay. Kentucky. I've got a story about this one. Mm. All right. Don't it say the answer. Tell the story first. Okay. So I was at a lacrosse camp at the University of Denver one time. And this lacrosse coach says to all of the players, he's like, I'll give a candy bar to whoever can get this right. How do you pronounce the capital of Kentucky, Louisville or Louisville? And everyone's like, Louisville, Louisville. Blah, blah, blah. And I go, Frankfurt. He goes, I'm bringing you a candy bar. Never did. I never got a candy bar out of it. And I thought I was like the smartest kid alive. Damn. I was so. I was sitting there like, Louisville. It's Louisville. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you guys are Neither of those are right. <laughs> you thought it was a trick question in the fact that I messed up probably how he said it. So. Mm. That's tough. All so right. Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Are is we missing any states? No, I think that's a good one to end on. Yeah, that's it's a good story. Pretty damn close. That's impressive. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Wow. Like the the thing about my dad is definitely cool, 
but That's not you. I don't want to ride on his coattails for the purposes of this podcast. No so. longer. No long. This is this you is going my, public. This is my breaking free podcast. So cue Zach Efron. Yeah, cue Zach Efron and Gabrielle breaking free yeah. right here. This is be a good spot to put it. So in. put it here. Right there. How about right there? Can we put it right here? No, well, no other way. There's a lot of camera room to your right. Yeah, right there. Over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Q. This is my breaking free podcast. Q Zach Efron, right here. We're soaring, flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. If we're trying, so we're breaking free. You know the word. Get to our average quality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Average quality alert. Something you do well at times, other times not so well at the end of the day. It's your average quality. Well, I, uh, I came up with this today. Um, I was raised in a shoes on in the house household and that has caused me to overlook some of the um some of my peers who may have grown up where shoes aren't allowed and carpets and things like that and so I was told by a dear dear friend of mine today um that I needed to get off of his carpet because I had shoes on and I could not understand it at all. And it really put me in a funk for the rest of the day. You looked at me very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Gabe, get off my rug. And he looked at me and goes, huh? <laughs> I didn't know. So I think that causes me to, uh, yeah, I just think that. Every house is different. You know, I'm, but growing up on a shoes on household you kind of just don't even think to take your shoes off sometimes. Let me ask you this. Do you think... As he, say, hold on, as he takes his shoes off, you just had your shoes on in here. My new shoes, I was breaking them in. Okay. Yeah. We, we, yeah, that's a good point. And then I took them off. The, they took them off during... For, as, for content's sake. For content's sake. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to pe- let people... Yep, appreciate that. Hold, hold me accountable. I'm a context guy, and I need to just let the people... Well, I just want to ask well, you this, yeah. Gabe. Do you think it held you back in life? having your shoes on in the house for so long and then entering into a world where it's the majority of people take their shoes off in the house. I think I would have been a doctor otherwise. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to blame that fully, but Yeah, I would say that it ruined my life. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. All right. I could get behind that, you know, because your family, you know, not a lot of people are talking about I, this. I actually don't even, I think my family has it. Maybe I did grow up in a shoes off household and I just never assimilated. God, forward of the day. We've used assimilated maybe 40 times today. Yeah. 40. I, de- I definitely didn't. My family wears shoes. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you're... If we're going to go about, like, you probably should have been a doctor, you're in a house of learned doctors. You know that, right? Um, medical professionals. 
Yeah. And I think... Uh, Yo, what? This... Yeah, no, his dad's a doctor. No, no, no. no. Uh, Why do you correct him on doctor to medical professional? I feel like doctor's cooler. Because my dad's the only doctor. My sister's a physician assistant. My brother is a business manager at a university hospital. And then my other brother is... Um, OT occupational therapy but he's just a student right now so a student of the game I w- we works. can't say we can't pluralize doctors currently and medical professionals is more broad and it captures everyone mm. so i worked at united healthcare for a little bit and i had to call and to confirm that a doctor or a qualified medical professional had the credentials signed off on certain documents and physician physician assistants is that what yeah. your sister is yeah they didn't qualify for the what, what i was looking for oh interesting interesting so i do agree that uh you know the medical professional term is much broader and uh i applaud you for your correction yeah thanks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to be had to be worth noted are you the safest guy you know because of how much medical professionalism is in your family i feel like i grew up um basically with you know my dad saying uh you know don't jump on a trampoline when other people are jumping or you'll break your kneecap or die or something along those lines or wear a helmet when you bike or you'll get hit by a car (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um i'm cautious I think I feel like safe. We'll put cautious. Okay. Mm. okay. I feel like I'm constantly thinking of ways that like will this kill me? Like my dad said it would. So you definitely vibe with more like yellow, yellow terminology, mellow, cautious. Come to a slower halt versus red completely stop that's a doctor way stop i have no idea what you're referring to <laughs> you just you talked about your they didn't you teach talk you this about in, you live you live in no, 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 a no. state of fear no 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 no, no, no. no that's not we're, we're no, talking no. uh fine arts one here this is where you guys oh. should learn this with uh okay. antonio mace wow wow <laughs> holy shit Andy. i saw i saw mr mace on the light rail the other day Mr. We'll Mays, yeah, Mr. Mays actually messaged me on LinkedIn like a year ago. Yeah, I saw him on is Light he, Rail the other is day. Is it weird that I also had an Antonio Mays? He was my gym teacher. No shit. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. And is it also weird that the Antonio Mays that we had could also, like, he had the persona and the look of a gym teacher? Whoa. Yeah. No, we got to send him this for sure, right? That's it, 100%. You saw him he, asked, he asked about you specifically, I think. Really? I think so. What do you what do you say? Uh Declan's still doing that podcast, I think. Something along those lines. Foundation. That sounds about right. Yeah. Laying the groundwork. Grassroots. Because we had his class together. Again, full circle. Full circle. You know what it does? Boom. Right there, baby. It's a beautiful moment. That's a beautiful moment. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. <laughs> you were, you were going to say Were you going to say that? I was, was going to say it. I was going to it. You can take it, dude. That beautiful moment, it all comes because you guys challenged each other 
to stay well connected, uh, to have a bond. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Gabe, uh, because of that challenge, we'd like you to continue on the challenge-esque mentality and challenge us with someone to get on the show. So a lot of guests that come into this room are from the Twin Cities or have a okay. profession in the Twin Cities, and they challenge us with local people. You have the freedom and the open door to go out to go about it any way you want. We typically love to have the people in our studio, but we'll allow you a special uh, exemption. Challenge us any. Because we'll have to fly out to whoever you say if. I'm actually going to give you guys someone in the Twin Cities who you guys probably don't know. Sweet. Fire away. Uh, My challenge for you guys is to get Joe Beckman on the show. He lives in Minnesota. I think he's a St. John's alumni, so you guys might have a competition. But uh, I worked a confirmation camp with him at my church one time, and... He's a stand-up guy, and I think he should be on the show. Wow, he'd be our first ever Johnny. I don't think we've ever, like, confirm or deny? Uh, I'm going to go deny. Can't necessarily confirm confirm it, but I don't know. Okay. I I mean, I'll confirm it. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. We've never had a Johnny on this podcast. That's impressive. Well, try it. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. Did did you have uh, uh, the same priest that looks like me? Um, no, that's Father Jim. That he uh, he's from like my area, hometown. Okay, which is South Gabe. I don't think you've ever met Father Jim, the guy who so. went to St. Thomas, and actually does look like Andrew, which Where'd is very funny. Pox Christie. Pox Christie. That's where I went. Yeah, never even heard of it. Wow, wow. Here we are. All right. but anyways, yeah. No, he doesn't. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. We, Joe we, we, we can do that. We can Joe Beckman. Joe mm-hmm. Beckman. Dope. We'll make it happen. Well, right. we've hammered you with questions at this point. And uh, I, I'd like to say they've been pretty good questions, so we're going to pat ourselves on the back. This has been a good podcast, Gabe. How would you rank this podcast in general? On a scale of what? That's your scale. Yeah, your scale. You, he could be lines to give zebras. Us a, give us it a, could be yeah. zero to one. You, I mean, you pick. Yeah. Just give us a reaction. Um, 43 inches. That's a pretty good box jump. That's like, actually a really good box jump. So that's a good podcast. Put it in perspective, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Really got up there. Thank you for that. Thanks, Gabe. Well, I'd like to open the door for you now to ask us questions. <laughs> that noise is not good for podcasting. <laughs> okay. My question for you guys... Can I smoke my cigar in your studio? No. <laughs> I would never do that. De- <laughs> Declan and I plan to do that just to... Despite me. hoping to get a rise out of you. But... <laughs> yeah, it worked. I, got, I was like, is he about to do this? <laughs> um, I do not have any questions for you. I'd like to ask you another question. Though. Okay. Since you've uh, you've known us and you've maybe listened to a few shows, right? Um, for the back pocket, I've got a question. Here we go. <laughs> Perfect. What is your guys's favorite average quality that a guest of yours on the show has said? Fuck yeah, that's a great question. I thought of that earlier. I just 
It was processing. You, when you put me on the spot, it's hard mm-hmm. to process right right away. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a specific one, but maybe Declan can. When I'd say this, my favorite average quality is when someone says something that it's their profession and that's their average quality. So, from examples of like someone's a DJ and their average quality is DJ because they want to get so much better at it that right now they view themselves as middle of the pack average and they just want to get better or we had like a, a, a alex walsko alexis walsko who is in pr and she talked about her favorite thing to do outside of work is running and she's like my average quality it's a below average quality is running and we're like no it's your average quality because you want to get better at it every day that's my favorite thing when someone like takes the time to look at it that way because that's always our intention is your average quality is something that you really do care about and you just want to get better at it and uh Versus some people come in here and just say cooking. And, like, we hear that more times. Yeah. That's Enough the most times know, to, like, I start a cookbook. Like, 50% yeah. of the time, I want to say it's cooking. Yeah. And it's like, oh, sick. Like, that's, yeah. And you, what are you, you're good Same, at, and, right? and you're good at breakfast, I'm, get, I'm assuming? Yeah. We're great at breakfast. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Which is why we need to get, like, a guy who's a cook, like, head chef. And then, I mean... We're not going to tell him or nothing, but hopefully his average quality is cooking. Cooking. Right? Because that's a way. There's always room for improvement. Right. So that's my favorite thing. And I lo- that's why I love the question because people sometimes are just like, this is like a tough question. I'm just going to say parallel parking. Or some people are like, this is a tough question. I'm going to get deep and it's my actual profession is my average quality. I think that's pretty cool how, how that question can provoke so many different answers. Gotcha. Yeah. Great question. Um, my favorite, I was going to say cooking. I was just like, it's so funny when someone brings that up and I have to just like continue the conversation, act enthused. I'm like, no way. Like what, you, what's your go-to meal? And they're like breakfast. I'm like, shit. Everyone also says breakfast. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Here's like a good key of like, when you know the guest hasn't read the questions is when they say their average quality is cooking. And you're like, okay, I get it now. Except sometimes or they, they look find... over at Ty. And yeah, they like, look over at Ty. Ty's like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Exactly. Great question. Great question. Great question. Thank you, Gabe. What was the question you had for Gabe? No, my mine was pretty much to just like start thinking about back pocket. Like get him to think about back pocket. There was no question. I was just going to yeah. ramble. I guess uh, my one perception. So you were hoping that I would do what I just did. That was okay. my intention. Yep. And he executed cool my i guess my question i and i do kind of want your honest opinion and you're never gonna not give an honest opinion anyways so that's stupid to say that you're very honest you're an that's honest why guy. i appreciate you it's funny because like when you say gabe it's like yeah that's his name honest gabe honest gabe is honest a, abe honest, honest abe. gabe honest gabe there you go i am curious as like from your perspective um like I have, like we get to see each other what two, maybe three, three or four times a year. I'd probably say, yeah, probably calendar about year. That. Um, More what is less. your what is your like outside perspective of the podcast? Because you've seen it since day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that um, you know it starts off as like, oh, Declan, Declan and his buddy have a podcast. You know, cool. Um, and then it kind of grew into like, oh man, Declan's getting really into this, getting really fired up. And, uh, you know, I, I've like, to be honest with you guys, I've, I've listened to like a few episodes here and there. 
um, I'm, I'm not tuning in every single week. Right. And part of that to me is because, um, you know, when I, when I want to hear Declan's voice, I'll call him or text him or whatever, and we'll talk about things. And I think that, um, in terms of the podcast, I was like, oh yeah, you know, it started snowballing and getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've always been curious as to where it's going to go and things like that. And then, um, you know, I think, I think last time we talked when you came to Denver, that was like really the first time that I was getting really fired up about it for you. I think, um, before that I was just kind of like neutral, like, yeah, you know, my buddy's got a podcast sort of thing. And then you started expressing your vision for it and things like that. And I was like, oh man, like this has big, big, you know, they, they've, they're really, really putting in the time and the work. Cause I don't think, I don't think the listeners do have a good perspective on how much you guys do put into this podcast. I think being so close with Declan, I do understand like you guys are contributing so many hours a week just to set up these interviews and, um, you know, put out good content and, you know, figure out sponsorships and figure out, um, different events that you can put on that. I think it's, it's absolutely awesome because you guys are gaining an experience that, um, you, you definitely could have just been like, all right, we'll come and we'll talk for an hour and a half or whatever. And that'll be it. But you guys have gone above and beyond, you know, contributing hard-earned money from your other jobs towards this podcast to basically get it as far as you can because you guys are that passionate about it so I think that's kind of my perspective in terms of just the growth of it I I don't know that I ever saw it like taking off for a while and then um yeah Declan and I talked about it last time he came out and I, I got really excited for your, the both of you and um, I look forward to seeing what's to come so fuck yeah dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thank you yeah no yeah, thank no you problem. that's awesome no that's very were, well said it's, it's been very it. long winded but um, yeah I mean the first podcast or the podcast that we're referring to when you talked about hyper realistic Larkin's shit that was like two I, it was two episode two episode two yeah. How we, funny is that? We tripled down on you on episode two. <laughs> on episode that two. was all we had. Yeah. And this is where Bring we are the now. the big guns, baby. Yeah. Now they get to know who episode two is. That's so cool. I love this shit. And I'm, I, and Declan and I say this all the time. Like, we're not going away. We're going to always figure out a way mm-hmm. to stay around and grow it. We're not yeah. going to, it's not like we're just going to be around. We're always looking to get bigger and be smarter about the time we put in. Right. And I mean, look at the things like Declan, I don't think would have gotten into stand up comedy without it. I don't think you guys would be putting on events like Bocella without it. And I think that, you know, all of that stuff is awesome. It's no, nobody else that i know is doing things like this and any i mean 
any two dummies with a microphone can make a podcast but you guys have definitely put your heart and soul into the thing and you both work strenuous jobs as it is and it's just something that you love to do so i think um yeah i i look forward to seeing where it will go appreciate it i I wouldn't quit your day jobs just (laughs) yet (laughs) i've i've worried about that i'm like don't quit just yet but you know i i think you take it as far as you can take it and i think that uh you guys definitely have the willpower to do so appreciate that thank you man Mm -hmm. yeah i i really did want to ask that question because like you've really been there from the start and Mm -hmm. then like invested because it's me or because i'm doing something whatever it is like you're gonna keep in touch just from that personal connection and and i mean i i think that declan has a pretty good understanding that you know i can't listen to every single podcast and that's my expectation with nobody but you know declan does a good job of shooting me something that might be you know in line with my interests and stuff and um you know i'll take a look at it and all that and um yeah i think i think that definitely having that personal connection it um I mean, you guys are two personable guys and everything, and so uh, I think I think that that adds a lot. You guys have got the personality to take this thing as far as you want to. So mm-hmm. to the to the moon, to the moon, absolutely. Um, but dude, that was awesome. That was actually sure. I I really wanted to know, and then like came all the way back full force. Tidal wave, <laughs> gave, me, gave me tidal wave, dude. Very well said, brother. Um, but we'll finish with this final question, right? Um, what did you learn today from the time you woke up to the time we're talking now? <laughs> to the time Gaby Days, year five is commencing. Commencing. And we're going to Tommy Johnny tomorrow. Crazy. Oh, man. Dude, I really liked what your mom and I both had to say. I, re- I learned that it would be a sweet podcast idea. Maybe not your guys' brand. But to do a right swipe podcast and just have that be it where you just match with people on dating sites and they come on the podcast. I think that's the thing that I learned that I would actually like be interested in just to see where things go. Yeah, it's it is the weirdest thing because, you know, we're uh, we're sitting here currently right now where that that podcast of our blind date podcast will has not, launch, not been released has not been released. But yet. neither will this one until after right right until When's after getting released uh it'd be the after that blind day podcast because that yeah, th- it'd be the tuesday after 13 days out yeah, 13 yeah we backlogged a little bit but yeah so if you're listening now yeah the blind day podcast is out go back and listen to it but and andrew back me up or decline what i'm cancel what i'm saying but like this idea execution and everything that we've done to this day has never had more like interest and like laughter and just like keen like holy shit that's a good idea mm-hmm. than this date idea podcast yeah. simple as that yeah i mean you guys were showing me some of the stuff you guys are working on and we were all cracking up because it was awesome mm-hmm. yeah so shit i mean that there's something there right like that could fall under our model that we're, we're pursuing exactly yep absolutely and i love that feedback and i love you i love you man hey gabe i love you too man i love i love both of you 
I love all of you, and I, this is a podcast of love. Dude. I, I didn't get to tell AI that I love him, so I love you, AI. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, well, hell of a podcast. Kumbaya. I love both of you guys. Let's go uh, smoke that cigar outside of this podcast studio. Right, let's go assimilate the cigar into our lives. Cheer, cheers to uh, Antonio Mays and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. To Antonio Mays. Antonio Mays and what, what, uh, Eckler? No. Uh, JJ? Who's, who are we bleeping out? Craigle. Oh, Craigle. <laughs> Craigle. <laughs> cheers. That's a wrap, baby. Coast in my heart, right where I meant to from the start. It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in. And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes, always acting like you ain't got the time. I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside. But ooh, you got a reason to sing, and ooh, you're finally listening. Cause you can't hold on to what's inside you